This is Talking Asset Management with KPMG. In today's episode, we're talking about the top themes facing asset managers in 2022. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Today, we're going to be peering into our crystal ball to talk about what's in store for mutual funds and ETFs in 2022. And joining me today is Sean McKee, the national leader for the KPMG Public Investment Management Practice. And I'm Matt Weiss. I'm part of the communications team here. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Nice speaking with you again. Always good to talk with you, Sean. And as we said, we're looking ahead at the new year and, you know, we're coming out of a really interesting year in 2021. Nobody knows what's around the corner in 2022, but big picture, Sean, what do you see as the biggest themes impacting the asset management industry uh, as we look towards 2022? Certainly. I think uh, the, the key themes will focus on several items, core of which is we'll have a continuation of an extremely competitive environment. And a lot of that is due to changing demographics. And those changing demographics, they're really changing pretty dramatically. As you go from uh, boomers to to millennials and wealth transfers from uh, the boomers to the millennials and different stages of their lives, which is dictating different needs. And those changing demographics, they're really spurring trends in product development. They're driving how you engage with the customer. And uh, a lot of that is around uh, technology and technology enablement. And so we're seeing technology as a competitive differentiator in all aspects of the business. Uh, And then you also have it impacting the workforce. So talent retention and acquisition challenges associated uh, with uh, with moves as boomers retire and uh, millennials become the heart of the workforce. Another trend that we think will continue is mergers and acquisitions. And we'll talk uh, more about that later, but we do think uh, M&A will continue. We foresee an active regulatory environment. And then we think when it comes to taxation, uh, uncertainty and transition uh, are the key themes there. Yeah, Sean talked about the competitive environment asset managers are facing, and we've seen this competition for, for years, frankly. But, you know, just focusing more on that, what's really changing? Is it increasing? Is it faster paced in a more uh, remote world than we've been into previously? What's, what's your thoughts on that? So from a competitive landscape, really just liken it to a snowball going downhill, uh, the large-scale providers have really continued uh, to grow, and we see that uh, continuing into the future. And they're continuing to press their advantage and invest significantly in the business, and that just raises the competitive landscape for all. Another thing that we see happening is that regulators will continue to push on the duties owed by financial intermediaries to investors, And this will, in turn, challenge shelf space with those intermediaries. And a little bit of a a side about that is we have seen the regulators go back and look at uh, one specific rule. That's regulation best interest. And and really look at that and see how it was implemented. And they're finding that it wasn't implemented as strictly as, as they meant it to be. So that's just testimony to the fact that the regulators will continue to push on that. 
And then you ask, well, what does that mean? Well, that means as the intermediaries have their obligations heightened, then they in turn will uh, basically set higher bars uh, for providing shelf space uh, for investment managers and their products. And the last thing I'll just say about uh, the competitive environment is the competitive environment uh, also is being challenged in the area of talent uh, acquisition and retention. So uh, the changing demographics and going from the boomers being the hard to workforce to the millennials, well, there's just not as many millennials. Um, and even behind the millennials, there's not as much uh, labor replacement going on. And that's creating scarcity in labor and driving a highly competitive environment for talent, especially in finance, accounting, and technology. Yeah, Sean, I, I was going to shift focus and want to stick with, you know, the customer needs and those changing needs. And you touched on this a, a moment ago about the talent acquisition and, and, and technology advancement and demographic changes. But how are investment managers dealing with these customer changes? And specifically, Sean, think about the, the ESG tie-in here. Certainly. So those demographic trends are definitely uh, changing customer uh, desires and, and needs. And, and one of the things that it's pressing on is, is product development. And as you think about what are the needs uh, of the younger generation and, and what are they very interested in, uh, ESG products have been very important to them and will continue to be very important to them and we will watch those continue to evolve, uh, but we do expect the demand to only increase. And then we think it impacts a number of other things, and, and we've seen the market react to that. Uh, obviously, the interest in cryptocurrencies and a desire for cryptocurrency products. Now, that you have to balance that with uh, the regulators' concerns around some of those products, but there is definitely a desire uh, for that those types of products. So... Definitely driving product development and, and very interesting from that standpoint. Um, we continue to see ETFs as, a, uh, as one of the favorite products, and we'll continue to see the ETF business grow. The other thing that we're watching is uh, differences in customer engagement, uh, what the customer demands want. And interestingly, regardless of generation, we're seeing that more customers desire more of a technology-enabled and driven engagement. Uh, but obviously, that's even greater at the, uh, at the millennial level. And we continue to see people needing to focus uh, on that and, and invest in that and build it out. And actually, one area where that continues to get very good kudos for how they engage with clients is some of the um, more consumer-oriented uh, brokerage houses uh, have some pretty good platforms uh, that, are, that are viewed very well. Um, so we see a lot, of, a lot of needs on the customer engagement side. And then also differences in how people want their portfolios customized and wanting more flexibility, uh, wanting more automated, enabled decision-making. So we see a, a lot of demand on that side as well. Sean, one of the topics that's always topical, if you will, is 
M&A. And if we look at the last few years, the pace of deals has been very high. Looking towards 2022, do you anticipate that pace will continue? We do expect it to continue. It may be, it may slow a little. We will see, but it'll stay around the same range as what we're expecting. Um, one thing, though, that we're seeing is is it's probably less about scale as some of the past M and A. That's not to say that there won't be scale de- deals because there will be. Uh, but we think that the M and A is going to be more about building out capabilities. Um, so if you're looking to add less liquid investment product, whether that's private credit, private equity. Uh, We've seen some deals start to come to market uh, with traditional managers buying those capabilities. We think that trend will continue and pick up pace. Uh, And then adding to technological capabilities, uh, we think is an area where uh, M&A will happen in this space. Sean, we're about a a year into uh, a new presidential administration now and starting to see changes in terms of the regulatory environment. Of course, a lot of discussion on the tax legislative front as well. From a mutual fund ETF perspective, Sean, what do they need to be thinking about from a regulatory or tax viewpoint as we look towards this new year? Sure. As I think about the trends in, in regulation, Dan, and tax, but I'll start with regulation. Uh, I think there's uh, five key themes that seem to be on the agenda, um, and it is a, a, an aggressive agenda. Uh, the first is around crypto investing and offerings. So the regulators, as I mentioned earlier, are very interested in that and, and focused on that. And uh, where they wind up will drive a lot of the product development uh, over the next year. Uh, We're also seeing them very focused, the regulators very focused on enhancing fund disclosures, making sure that uh, disclosures are are complete and and readable and understandable for the investors. We also see that they're very interested in digital customer engagement practices and consistency with fiduciary obligations of investment advisors and asking themselves a a core question when they look at those practices, which is, are they designed for the needs of the investors or are they designed for the need of the investment advisor? Uh, Obviously, they want to see those practices uh, being designed for the needs of the investor. A fourth area in the regulatory environment that we see is transparency and reporting uh, by private funds. And with respect to regulated funds, uh, focusing on investments uh, in uh, less liquid investments, where that's private credit or private equity, and transparency and reporting of those types of investments uh, by regulated funds. And then last uh, big item that they seem to have on their agenda is around uh, money mark, the money markets uh, and open-end fund market resiliency. And uh, we expect that we'll see movement uh, one way or the other on that this, this upcoming year. From a taxation standpoint, the theme's uncertainty. Um, we just are waiting to see what the potential legislation and, and rulemaking Uh, looks like. A lot of that will be driven by the needs for funding. So we're waiting to see where that winds up. 
And uh, that, that tends to be the key theme. The other theme, though, that's interesting in tax is, uh, and this goes back to competitive landscape, is because things are competitive, people are looking uh, to be lean on their costs. And so one of the things we continue to see occur, and this theme's been out there for several years, and we're more towards the, the tail end of it, but you're starting to see the, the, the last people that were holding out starting to move is outsourcing the tax function to drive operational improvement and efficiency. Well, Sean, you've given us a lot to uh, to ponder, to think about as we look towards the, the new year. Is there any final point you want to leave our viewers with, or our listeners with in this case, I should say? Certainly. So I I think just go back to what's kind of driving uh, things. And, and as I think about that, I think the biggest theme is the changing demographics. You know, as the boomers retire, as they move into their retirement years, as we're about ready to have record-breaking wealth transference uh, to the millennials. It's really changing the investing needs, the investing landscape, uh, customer engagement, and it's uh, causing the regulators to focus on investor protections. My investors' needs are changing, and thus my protections need to adjust accordingly. So it's really driving a lot of what we're seeing in the business. Uh, so I tell people just focus on uh, the changing demographics. Well, Sean, we really appreciate you making time today. And it sounds like 2022 is gearing up to be almost as interesting as 2021. So thanks for your perspectives today. And thanks to all of you for listening to Talking Asset Management with KPMG. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and visit read.kpmg.us forward slash talking dash asset dash management for more information.